you go up a very big like the way like most tip roller coasters start you go up a very very big incline and then you go through seven progressively smaller inversions um and by the end of it you're dead um <laughs> yeah so <laughs> the last thing people see is a photo of you reaching for the emergency stop <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 27 of Confessions Over Coffee. How are we doing, Joel? Not too bad, mate. How are you? Um, I'm decent, mate. Um, I've just had another long shift, um, and you've been sitting in Utopia doing sweet F. You're mate. still down on that cross? Uh, mate. Um, why you're looking at me? I'm, I'm actually, you're no, I'm noticing. I'm actually noticing. I was about to compliment your new Adidas. Thank you. Hey man, yes, I got them today. Nice I was about, I was about to be. You were going to make a comment about them, but they're fucking nice. The comment the there's nice. grey ones in there as well. Two for two for thirty three or something. Two for twenty five. Or was that? Sounds like Sports Direct. Absolutely. Not. Sports Direct. Um, fuck my gosh. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like a, sounds like a my gosh. <laughs> like, absolutely. Um, but I. So uh, it's been two weeks. What, what have we been doing since Joe? Um, I've been getting employed. I've been applying for the duel. You've also graduated. I've graduated. I've got my two one. Thank you very much. Um, Congrats from all the listeners. Um, <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> um, what else happened there at the end of the month? Um, I quit my job. But to be fair, we never talked about that. So I've had a busy month. I've quit. I've quit my job. And then I've got another job, which I'll start obviously in, in the end of August, September. I have graduated with a two one. Um, so I'm afraid it's a burden. Oh, and then I've applied for the dole, which don't worry, there will be a little two-month dole spell. There'll be a ranting coming, not to worry. Oh yeah, the um, we also went to Donegal. The Euros started. I think we haven't done a podcast since we went to Donegal. To, to be fair, my life has been the Euros and walking the dogs. That's been my life's literally been trying to trying to justify doing overtime because you, you sit there, mate, <laughs> and you're shaving in the mirror, and you're like. I don't think any amount of money could justify what I'm doing in my mental health. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying to shoot myself. Where I work, um, there's literally, uh, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but there's literally uh, first aiders, but mental health first aiders. And I remember when I started and I was like, oh, it's the 21st century, this is class, we got mental health first aiders. And then I realised, no, this is not normal. <laughs> this is um, I may need to take that bit out because it's still work there. Well, we haven't, haven't mentioned the name. I know. Um, yeah, fine. Um, but... Kicking on into the morning roast, um, work away, Joel. Aye, so my morning roast, I was saying about the dole, it's about the P60. So this is going to cover all bases. We're talking P45s, P60, P80s. They're all horrible things, right? So I'm completing this form, and I have to have two two forms of identification. and It gave you stuff like a credit score, passport, driving license, or P60. And you have to go two out of the four. And I went, right, okay. So it says it needs to be a valid um, a valid passport, right? No specific, just a passport, mm-hmm. a P60, a DVLA driving license and um, thing credit, right? I don't know what the credit thing is. So I go, right, DVLA driving license, that's sweet. You know, we don't get driving licenses from the DVLA. We get them. I forgot about that because I remember I tried to log on to a government thing once yes. and it said you're, it's yes. not long enough and then it said it doesn't accept me. Yes. So, yeah, Exactly. It's DVA. Discrimination. Exactly. So I'm applying for this. I put in all the passport stuff. I then go down to the DVLA driving license. I'm like, and then it's asking all these different things, license number, etc. And then it says, what is the issue number? It's a, And it says that it is at the end of the license number. It's two extra letters, right? Mm. It's not online. 
So I'm asking like Anita and stuff, what have you got on the end of yours? Nope. I look it up, there's no answers. Eventually I find out I'm DVA, not DVLA. English and Welsh driving licenses have issue numbers, Northern Irish don't. So I'm screwed. Scottish DVA? Uh, no, I don't think so. They're the own thing. They're own they probably got their own thing. Well, maybe they are. I don't know. But it, it, I heard something about it only being English. Models. That's how it starts. Exactly. Irish and Scottish people first they get out of the DVLA. <laughs> <laughs> Soon as then you know the thirty two countries. We're back in the EU. <laughs> um, I so the I'm like right. I, I don't know what to do, and I keep like refreshing or something. I I've just got so pissed off with this thing, and I've tried to phone people and everything. I tried mm-hmm. to phone the DVA to find out an issue number to find that it doesn't even exist. Eventually, for some reason, I click on the document again and it's changed and it says it wants a valid UK passport, a P60, a Northern Irish driving license. Wait, what form is this? Because I thought it was a P60. No, no, this is the thing, right? This is where the P60 thing will come in. Okay. So this form is to get in, is to is an identification checker to apply for universal credit. Okay. So it gives you those, a valid UK passport, a um, DVA, Northern Ireland driving license, a P60 and uh, credit. Right, a credit, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't have that. Again, I'll go, right, fine. Finally, my driving license is set. I don't have a valid UK passport. I have an Irish passport. I was actually about to ask you that because, see, in fairness, I know we're joking, but like, what, like, how many barriers do they need to throw in your way? I, I genuinely regret being Irish. I, I, <laughs> I wish I wish I'm British. I want a I want a British passport. I want a British passport. You hear that, Boris? You used to have one, didn't you? I, I did. I've had a about. couple of them. I might play for I might play for another one. So you have both. I can really give a shit. I mean, I'm very not I'm not polarized on the issue. Um, but the only bother, I mean, I, I I'm not too bothered either. But obviously, the Irish one is. I mean, it's. it's a lot more valuable now, like no, because yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of people have both, but that's it. I don't. I seriously, I, I couldn't care. I might get, I might get the British one, but I don't actually know there's any benefits other than I lose sixty quid. But it's easier to apply for the dole. Anyway, so the reason I'm getting the dole is only for two months before I start my new job. So I give, I cave in, right, and then I think and I do the worst thing that everyone, everyone lives to regret, mm-hmm. which is I'm going to go for the P sixty, right? No one ever finds their P60. <laughs> so I go into my house. Is and it a paper sh- form? It's paper, paper form. Oh, God. I've, I've scarred my room for it, right? I find two P60s, right? Here? Yeah, unreal. One's in 2019, the other one's in 2017, right? And it says the most recent P60. And I, went, I don't even remember getting one, so technically <laughs> 2019 is the most recent P60 <laughs> yeah. that I have. So I go to use that. And as I go to fill in the 2019 one, I get a phone call from Universal Credit basically saying, hello, we've, we've, we've seen that you're applying for this. I yeah. thought this was a scam originally, but it wasn't. Um, and he's like, by the way, don't fill in anything. So I've scarred my house fighting for that friggin' P60 oh to find that I didn't need it. He did the thing for me. And at the end of this 15, 20 minute phone call, he goes, mm-hmm. by the way, you will need that P60. And I was like, mate, you just, you've just, we've just said, you know who I am. Yeah. That hasn't worked. I need to get my P60 again, right? iPhone TK Max, can you resend me the P60? So we, we've sent you every single one of your things over an internet thing that you've logged into. It's a website called iTrend, and I went right sweet. So I put in, right. yeah, I put in the link, right? The link doesn't work. So I have to start changing the code in the link in order for the work, and I'm putting in .ess, ESS slash ESS dash ESS underscore ESS. Eventually it works. I get in, I don't know my password, and I don't know what. So eventually I get the password, bang, account deactivated. I'm then on the phone to friggin', this is, I'm sorry, it's gone forever. I'm on the phone <laughs> to customer services for TK Maxx, who then, no, no, you need to get on the phone to HR. So they sent me to, they sent me to head office. He said, oh no, the, well, you're at head office, but you need to go to like home relations. So then they put me through the home relations. Do I get an American automated service that says, hang up immediately? I mean, human up. resources? 
Same thing. Twice, three times I try, that fun, that doesn't work. I can't get in and eventually I just go frigate. I go on the universal credit and I go, I'm just going <laughs> to make up my tax information. <laughs> I'm just going to beg. <laughs> so like swat just come through my door. No, it turns, and in the end, turns out it didn't all he asked was, at any point in the last year, have you been paid less than £542 a month? And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. most of it, yeah. yeah. And I just clicked it and went sweet and put me through. And I was like, I didn't even need a P60, there were now. That's crazy. So, mate, the, the, the P60 is the worst thing in the world and you can never find it, ever. That's really interesting because I'm trying to think if I, I think I may not have, I don't know. And the thing is, you'll have probably been it and you'll always live to regret that decision. Oh, was see them asking you that? Was that like to identify you, or yes. was that like, yeah. oh, right, okay. like, I, like I thought you meant like you had to, and no. they actually because I was sitting there going, <laughs> whatever. Eek. No, the guy from the civil service was actually a really lovely fellow, yeah. and he was he was actually saying his call his niece or something went the same uni as me. And he was like, don't use the website, it doesn't work. You'll never get through it. And the driving license has never worked. And I was like, well, actually, the driving license did work. I don't have a valid UK passport. Um, I was wondering, could I give him my old British passport? But it's like four years out of date. Yeah. It definitely wouldn't work. So, yeah, no, just nightmare. That does work if you're traveling inland or not. When what? If you're traveling inland, I'm not sure you can use an invalid. Uh, so, like, no, um, no, you don't need a, you don't need a passport at all. If you're, if you're traveling, if it's a domestic flight within the UK, you don't need any identification because you're not crossing the border. Okay. Oh. Oh. Um, <laughs> right. Um, as I, I was thinking there, and I was like, oh my God, no, we did do, because I do remember, we did do the, that podcast, we did do after we went to Donegal, the last one we did, excuse me, um, which brings me on to the, the morning roast, um, Donegal drivers, uh, you can't really, like, uh, when we drove up the first time, I went up to uh, see Abigail, and then I drove up from... Coleraine to um, uh, Donegal and it was an absolute nightmare because the uh, especially didn't recognise any of the roads because it was going down the back roads and then because it was Google Maps and not someone who, who knows how to drive there like yourself I was like getting brought down like those th- those roads that are like barely enough for one car yeah and like you know you're turning I'm sitting and you're only like, counter tractors and shit exactly because like I remember stopping around the car and you're like it's alright and I just <laughs> I can't speak <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've seen I've seen things um <laughs> Then when we went up the second time, I, I just, it, it is a miracle more people aren't dead up there. Like, and it's, they're always Volkswagen Passats. I was about to say the most Donegal thing in the world is <laughs> nearly getting killed by a Volkswagen Passat <laughs> yeah. as it comes overhead and dipped doing 80. It's, it's all cultures as well. Like, the, the drive, I was, Abigail, because she's a culture, was trying to say that they're not, but Volkswagen Passats are the culture car of choice. And yep. it, it baffles me. Like, I, I don't that, like them. And then the, uh, like, what do you call them, boy racers, always in Seattle Leon's, like. And you see, yeah, the, the old Dotted with the old Mitsubishi, like. Exactly. Um, they're all nightmares. Um, and I even, when I saw, remember we were driving up to Junction 1, like, if, like to see the Conjuring 3, and we saw that really nice car. Like, it was, it was I say a really nice car. It was a Fiat 500, but it was wrapped. Yes. Um, and it, it was got, a like, pearlescent green. Yeah, or yeah. Um, and I went to look to see how much it would cost. Said for a two-door minimum, uh, one thousand three hundred. Um, and that says doors extra. And I was like, so it's pearlescent wrap, but two, two <laughs> yeah. stinking white doors. In the yeah, side. it was like, what do you mean doors extra? Like doors are on all cars. But um, it was so. No, I mean, I am goddamn. I don't have um, doors. But I um not as as hate fields as I thought they weren't be, But I've, I've had a long day's work today, so 
I'll excuse myself on that. Now, no more roasting. Anyone who is anyone, um, I had a customer today. Um, I was uh, when I was speaking to people today, I was asking them because because I can't take calls from here. Um, like uh, they're they're mainly across the water. If it was an English person I was speaking to, I was going, "You excited for the match tonight? You're watching the match tonight?" And I wouldn't like to, like be like nasty because I, I am interested in saving my win. Um, and I was, and the first person like sounded and was the age where I was like probably in the football and he goes, "No, it's just a lot of people passing the ball around. They prefer rugby." I was like, oh, I was like, because I couldn't obviously. I'm I'm he's the customer. Yes. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, I was like not to be nasty, but like. <clears throat> Football is the best sport there is. Like, um, it's the best sport. Rugby is, in comparison to football, boring. Um, it's just, and I mean, so I, I, football, I can't get... Football is the beautiful game. Yeah, it's just, very rarely will you see something magical happen in rugby, I'm going to say. I, I see when something amazing happens in rugby. The only reason I know it's amazing is because a rugby fan tells me it is. Now, yeah. this is coming from a man who has both watched rugby mm-hmm. and played it for years. Yeah, I because I was saying to the guy, I was like, I played rugby when I was in school and I would watch Ireland, but uh, I don't know all the rules and I, I still all don't. like tries, All the tries kind of look similar. Yeah. Oh, one, two, three quick passes, it's four all, quick passes, he's like, through. The most and he exciting runs thing is like when like they're like basically out of play yeah. and then they put the ball down and it's like, ah, oh, they're mad. That and then there's always, if it's a rock on the end, of, on the try line and they're constantly working. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's exciting, but it's repetitive. And then the other, um, the other try is basically just a couple of quick passes and maybe like a maybe like a, a, a fake pass yeah. and if there was behind him he scoops yeah. his arm behind and a player runs through like a winger runs through yeah. that's it it's a very I'd rather watch American football oh no. I think you can get a lot like a lot like a lot more exciting things happen in American football I, I can only watch American football once a year not to Super Bowl in all honesty I do think I, I'm saying that as an outsider because I've never actually watched American football so I th- yeah no mate you you if you watch American football you'd realize that you only ever watch about three or four seconds of play. I thought I, I thought that was like a, for a minute. Yeah, I, I was told there's a lot of stoppages. Like it. It's like when the Italians go one 0 up. Oh yeah, you you see in the because last the last yeah, the last twenty one minutes of that Belgium Italy game, the ball was in play yeah. for nine of the last twenty one. It was like I didn't even get watching anything until extra time because working, but like. There have been a few annoying like like games where you really expected high game when you saw like a big team coming up against a small team, and I have been very pleasantly surprised by some of the games. Like, do you remember what was it? Spain? Do you remember it was like five three? Was it? Yes. Yeah, and what, and there was another game. Oh. There's another game that week. Sweden wasn't. It? Um, there's another game that week. It was quite high scoring. Was it France? It was a front. Was it France and Portugal ended like or no no was it France Switzerland that ended three three and they went to the penalties yeah that was it, it was France Switzerland yeah. yeah that was unbelievable and I was it those are the best games and that's I I am quite excited for this game tonight oh yeah oh yeah mate see that um the one thing that that you don't get in other sports is you don't get Chiro and Mobile lying down in the box screaming as if somebody shot him and then at least score and you see Mobile yeah. look up and look at the linesman and go what's oh, in and they get up and celebrate like no man. You are a filthy cheat, but yeah. at the same time, you also don't get friggin' Insigne pulling in, mm. in the left, knocking on his right foot and finessing yeah. the ball in. Do you like, remember that goal? Beautiful. I can't even remember. Do you remember what game was it we were watching? I feel like it was Denmark, or like it was quite a like it wasn't. It was a dark horse team, and I'm trying to remember. Do you remember that goal? Um, was it? I, I was looking for a three-two and it ended three-one, so no one got the points. Um, and do you remember outside of the box? 
um, smashed into the top left. I don't know where. Wasn't North, North Macedonia? It may have been. Um, I, I, but you get some unreal goals, like, and I mean the thing. The thing I, I do have a problem with that diving. Obviously, I think anyone who isn't in professional football has a problem with diving because like it's just not fair like and it is just it's 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 just ruined. it kind of ruins like, the game i like, don't even care about players going down too easily one thing you'll see when you watch england play a player will go down like sterling sterling i think is a freaking diver like and i'm a man city fan he's a diver mm-hmm. but like he's a diver but there's usually a bit of contact and he yeah. doesn't lie down and then scream as yeah. if he's been shot he lies down and looks at the ref and goes ref that's a foul and the referee says no he gets up he's annoyed but he plays yeah. on Italy literally fall down and then within five minutes three players are being stretched off and then jogged yeah. back on the pitch once they've wasted five minutes yeah. hateful that is hateful it just ruining France, France are a disgrace when it comes to that like, yep. and then the thing is like I think from the outside you kind of go if I was playing a game of five aside and someone did that, like the only way you go to the ground is if like your feet are taken from on these where you can't, uh, can't and you, run. you get back up exactly. Again. Um, like you never, you don't look like who you're looking for a free a kick free from. Kick from like um, but I th- it's really I, looking at it. It feels especially for players that I admire who it really annoys me when they dive. Like it's you kind of look at them and go, you have to maybe take it with a pinch of salt because everyone's doing it and it's not it's not the same as going well everyone's doing it why can't we that oasis shit but um it's more like if i'm not going to get what i should get and everyone else is getting free kicks for things that aren't even happening yeah and i'm getting punished for staying on my feet and trying to play good football then what else you're supposed to do absolutely and that's how i feel because i mean rashford i've seen go down a few times like fairly easily um and i remember the person that i really have a bit of disdain for for that was martial I remember he got a penalty. Um, I forget the guy. I forget it, but I remember the, the penalty he got, and then I, it looked like a penalty from the way he dived. And then they played the replay, the replay back, and there was no contact at all. Yeah. And then uh, the guy was get was sent off, and it was like, um, well, double whammy first because you can't do that. You yeah. can't get a free kick or a penalty. Um, and then you know he said, well, Martial said it wasn't even a penalty, so it's just. Yep. And then VAR, God Almighty, but yes, um, league table. Okay, <clears throat> let's we'll have a quick look. We're going to flick through. So at the start of this year, we decided to add about 10 people into a quick little league table. Um, and for every t- everyone has to predict the scores. You have to predict the winning team and the result. And if you get the winning team, you get a point. And if you get the result right, an you get two. an extra two points. So you can win a total of three points a game. Um, so in the group stages you could predict a draw and then you have to predict the draw and the correct score to get the three points so it mm-hmm. makes sense um, we have a winner and we're only in the second semi-final we had a winner last night so Mr. Mark Charnock is our winner out of sheer spite because he said that the only reason he actually cares is that he just he, he never he doesn't want to lose to me that's what it was yeah typical. and the thing is like it was he was he says I don't watch football but like he like he actually supports Aston Villa it's like <laughs> what he on about no he's like I don't watch football I sent a screenshot of him of him literally commentating on the Villa game about Jack Reelish yeah. like oh he's dead on Mark no worries mate the thing is right 10 people go into to a, like a a, a, predict, a game prediction sort of pool right one of them's a sports analyst. Who wins? The sports analyst. <laughs> yeah. The man who gets paid to do this for a job. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm sure Mark will have a problem with that while he can get over it. So, we're going to f- flick up the table here. Before the last two games, um, basically, everyone is able to move positions bar Mark. Mark is stuck in first place. Mm-hmm. 
So he has he's a massive lead, right? So we'll go at the start. We're going to start with Baxter on thirty four points at the end, and Baxter is tied with Ram McKittrick, both on thirty four points. So how did Baxter get there? Well, he's twenty points off the top. Um, I think Baxter. He, he just didn't have like he, he just wasn't current enough. I don't think he maybe didn't look enough at the score. Some of the some of the original Baxter predictions were dismal. Yeah. Now Ram McKittrick surprised me because I was going to say if I was to put a bet on who I think would have won, my yeah. bet was would have been Ram McKittrick. Yeah. Because he won our fantasy team okay. league, right? And there was a lot of people in that league, yeah. and he won it by a distance. Uh-huh. So I thought Ran obviously has a good guess. Ran and Baxter have absolutely flopped now. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about the person. Has so Baxter been in last the whole time? Baxter has been has been no Garth was last, but he hasn't played since like mm-hmm. the second game week. Yeah, so so I mean, Baxter's, Baxter's been last the whole time. Um, but he has hope. The thing is, in the last in the next two games, Baxter could go from last to third, fourth. He could go from mm-hmm. last to fourth. Yeah. So he he, he could, but he could, do, but he won't. <laughs> Uh, Dero. I remember. Um, do you remember he was predicting like three, three draws, and he was predicting like yet. absolutely, like like not even underdogs beyond underdogs, like people who are going to lose. Terrible predictions. Um, I could screw up trying to find them, but the, the effort of it. Mm. So next is Connor Carey on thirty five. Connor Carey mm. is second last. Yeah, he was second for a. I, I thought like, he. I thought he was in first. I thought he was going to win it. He. Everyone was looking at him for their predictions. I think he's missed. Two or three days now worth of productions. He did. There was a few games where like he would come. He messaged in late. Then he missed the first game. Yeah. Because especially when he had those days, it was three games. Now I said if he got it right, I'll give him the point. If he gets mm-hmm. the right team, and I've done that with Rory. I did that with yeah. Rory last night. He didn't put his prediction until like the eighty fifth minute, mm-hmm. and it was a draw at the time. Mm-hmm. And I went right. Just tell me a team, and if the right team wins, I'll give you the point. Mm-hmm. He said at league at one point. Doesn't really make a difference anyway. Yeah. Nobody's gonna. Nobody's mm-hmm. like it's not gonna change anything. Nobody's mm-hmm. getting any money. Um, so Connor Carey, he basically just faded out, but he was doing really well. He was above me for ages. Yeah. Um, but he came. He he missed a day. He dropped below me, and then he dropped below Rory, mm-hmm. and and then he, he's predicted really badly. So he's dropped below James Ronan, Ryan O'Hara, and, and he's now there. So mm-hmm. he's third. Ryan O'Hara on thirty-seven. Now. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> so it's Ryan. Wolf for Lindelof. Escapes me. Oh my god, no, Lindelof's bang average bit, and so is Martial. Ryan uh, just just did not do well. Um, he actually said a couple of days ago on this group chat about um, something about this game's just not for him. Nothing he said went well. But some of the predictions from Baxter and Ryan were so dismal. It was Ryan like, was literally, though, voting, I think, sometimes for who he likes. Yeah, yeah, Do you remember, no, do you remember when he, call, he called me a traitor for thinking England would beat who? He called you Twitter saying England would be Germany, Germany, um, and I was like, "Yeah, but I'm voting. <laughs> Who's yeah. actually gonna win?" Like, like Ryan, Ryan and Baxter, and all. Like, I think they put Bruno Fernandez for top assister. Yeah, Bruno Fernandez had a stinker. Then, then Bruno already played. We were talking about who put the top their top assister in, mm-hmm. and you said you picked Kylian um, Mbappe, and he called you a traitor again yeah. for not saying Bruno Fernandez. And I was like, "Mate, no, we didn't call me a traitor." He said something like. Uh, I don't even know. Keep keep talking about it. But whatever Ryan has said, Bruno Fernandes finished the tournament with zero assists. Kelly Mbappe ended with one. So, in all fairness, you made a better call. Exactly. Um, my top assister was Anton Griezmann because he came he came top assister in the World Cup. He did. He got one assist. He did free goal, and everyone picked France and Portugal for the winning team. No one got the points because France Portugal went in the last sixteen absolute flops. I think England would have been a great shout, but funnily enough, none of us were brave enough to pick England. 
Um, well, Ronan had Mbappe top assist for some reason, and then he said traitor. I was like, and uh, that's Bruno reply. Fernandez never released. I think he started one game. Yeah, as well as my <laughs> reply being like Mbappe got more assists than Bruno yeah. Fernandez. So in fairness, Smith, it was a better shot. It was just Rand had a number of stinkers. He just did not predict well. Um, but even in the fantasy league that I played with Ran, I beat Ran as well. So yeah. Ran, it's just it's just not for you, mate. <laughs> I'm sorry. Next time, next year. Um, next above Ran, uh, Ran's on 37. Is Ronan on 39? Ronan, what happened? I. Uh, this is where we get to the. You're actually we're doing like decent. decently. Um, who's sa- you're second on what points? 44. So five points off second. Um, some bad things happen. <laughs> I, there's two games in particular that probably that would have. If I had done what I originally thought, I would be in uh, third or second, maybe. Um, I uh, I originally thought three uh, 0 Belgium, and I was like, "Do you remember we were down in Donegal for the game? Belgium were playing uh, like North Macedonia or something." And uh, I remember going, "It's going to be three 0 Belgium. They're going to white whitewash them and be easy." And then I went. I had a creeping suspicion. I was like looking at Belgium's defense, and I was like, "It was me and you. Was that what was the Netherlands?" No, no, because that was a different one. Because I remember we, and then we I screwed that all together. But I said it'd be three 0 and then it changed it to three one, and then to three 0 Belgium, yep. and that would have done me. That's done me out of two points. Um, that other game when I was asleep and I went for a nap, and then we woke up and it was the pre match, um, and uh, Gary Neville put the fear of God into us. Yep. And we immediately changed, and then it turned out to it, yeah, we thought and then we were like Netherlands are shit. In fact, actually, in fairness, yeah, back to Ryan great. a second. Memphis the pie player of the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> but that was it though. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan just kept picking people that he loved. Mate, why does Ryan like Man United rejects? Martial is mediocre. Lindelof is mediocre. Right? That um, is a fact of Bar- Barcelona. Le- legally Depay. can't sign Memphis, Memphis Depay, Depay. Depay. I know and Sergio Aguero yeah, is, not, us, is yeah. not a Barcelona player he can't play for them yeah because they're, they're, they're over 200,000 uh, euros yes uh, 200 million wage. it's not 200 million oh fuck actually it probably would be because 200,000 is uh, one player yeah, yeah. Um, oh god I don't actually to be honest I might be wrong actually, I don't actually know I think sorry mate I think it's their 200,000 over oh yeah but yeah who's after me so above you is James on the same points now okay. we actually don't know James personally um, James is actually going to come tonight but we're really sick uh, decent performance James he did alright yeah 39 respectable yeah um, James had some good calls. Radar, like, but, yeah uh, he had some yeah. decent calls then you have Rory, right? Rory's on 41, and the only reason Rory's on 41 is because he missed yesterday, so he could have actually been on 43. Um, but he was crap, Rory was dwindling at the bottom. Then he had, mm. he got, I think he got up like 9 out of a possible 12 points in two yeah. days. He rocked it up the table, took over me, and me and him were back and forward by a couple of points. Yeah, he was joining after back, sorry. Yeah, but he's had a couple of stinkers, and mm. I've had a couple of good weeks, yeah. or a couple of good days. I See, if I hadn't really tried to push against Mark I could have been within six points of him at the mm. month but I was never I'm never gonna beat him it just wasn't gonna happen. Um so Rory's on forty one. I'm on forty four in second, which is ten points off Mark. Not good enough. Um I think I've done respectable. Yeah. I think I've I've done myself well um saying this is my pool, I think I've done an alright job. I've kept it organised. I've only made one mistake which I was somebody was like, you owe me an extra point. I was ran. Um you should probably get one deducted for picking. You should have made deducted one for the Memphis Depay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, forty-four. I'm happy enough. I did. I did the job. Some pretty decent shouts. See the one thing I have never made a change and lived to regret it. I made a change last night from two 0 Italy to two one, and I got the three points. And Mark, it was one. No, no. You I picked one 0 It was one 0 Italy. 
and I changed it to 2-1 Italy and Mark texted me when I was 1-0 Italy in the 85th minute mm. last night and he was like Joel you made a mistake there Spain scored Italy won a penalty 2-1 mm. bang got it you did make we both made that mistake though. that one Never. mistake yeah. but um, we were we wouldn't have got 3 points so we only got 1 yeah so didn't I think no one got the points in that game? Like no, no one got the full no. one because it like it went mental. Yeah. Um. And then of course Mark on fifty four. Uh, Mark um, ran away with it. He ran away yeah. with it early on. He has he has been consistent. He, like me and Mark have been getting the same points consistently. Only he had a great two days, two or three days, mm-hmm. and then from then on he's just stayed within. He yeah. was he was usually within about six points of me. He went up to ten, back to six, back to ten. So now he's just sitting ten points ahead of me, and it's been like that consistently for about two weeks now. So, yep, fair enough. Mark deserves it. He is a sports analyst. So, if he didn't win it, he should get sacked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Mark. Um, yeah, so well won. Mark gets sacked from World League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. So, yeah, Mark gets um, what was supposed to be 100 quid, but it actually works out to be about 80. 80 Congratulations, Mark. 88 quid, mate. If you want to add yours, 99. Good lad. Um, um, yeah. No, but yeah, it was, good, it was a good way of making the tournament interesting. It was, it was good because it made every game interesting. If it, it, it helped you watch games that you really like that you would never otherwise watch. No, <laughs> like not. like North Macedonia versus Australia. You're like I don't want to watch. No, <laughs> you're like you're like looking for their like you find North Macedonia is like like most revered player. Yes. Like you know co- country. Mate, I was and nearly, you're like I was who the nearly, fuck yeah, is this guy? I was nearly <laughs> crying for Pandev. He was subbed off. I nearly cried. And oh my god, I had a bet on North Macedonia. Like not a bet. I don't bet. But in, in my pool, I made a mm-hmm. prediction for North Macedonia to score and at the end 2 1 or something. It was 2 0, and Pandev came off because it was his last game for North Macedonia and he wanted a round of applause as he came off. But it meant they took off the only decent yeah. player they had. Alioski's alright. Like, and even then, like, mate, oh my god, they Pandev's goals were like, pa- Pandev was a, a, a very weak Benzema. Yeah, he's a um, very old man. Yeah, yeah. He, he, like, he, he plays like. Benzema in terms of getting some poacher goals but he doesn't have the skill of Benzema to get the well, pace anymore. ridiculous but goals. no I could have cried he came off and that was yeah. capitulated and then the other 2-0 missed so many chances on to two interesting wee bits um, that we picked up I wanted to talk about this um, it was a thing that was built now I think we had heard about this for years but uh, it was actually kind of a moral issue as well euthanasia um, but it's, instead of that being just talking about euthanasia it's about the euthanasia roller coaster. Um, the idea is that um, essentially you die on the shoulder coaster um, because of the speed you're going at. Um, you go up a very big, like the way like most tip roller coasters start, you go up a very, very big incline and then go through seven progressively smaller inversions. Um, and by the end of it, you're dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the speed, you reach 220 miles per hour. In that. Um, and you get 10 Gs, which is... So if 1G is the gravitational force you feel on Earth, then 10 times, times that. Yeah. I'm nearly sure if... This is almost certainly wrong, but if you remember uh, what we were watching, Interstellar, when they're training, um, like you pass out after like a couple of G. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, then you would need more to die. Takes 3 minutes 20 seconds. Um, Takes how long? 3 minutes and 20 seconds. I imagine, oh, I imagine from the start the incline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, 220 miles per hour, close to terminal velocity. Um, Display at the Sands Gallery in Dublin, that's where I am. Oh my god, that's really close to us. Um, <laughs> Let's go! Flagship, flagship exhibition, um, very strange. That aims to show the future of humans and technology. The future of human, humans is killing other humans. Um, oh, that's a mm-hmm. um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I... Uh, how do we feel about that? Um... I'm against it. 
I'm against euthanasia. Um, but if you are going to do euthanasia, why not do it on a roller coaster? See, the thing is, I think you should have an emergency button. So if somebody wants to actually not die halfway through the roller coaster, they can press it. But it's just out of reach. And like, yeah. ah. um, I don't know, man. There's something about setting granny off on a roller coaster. It just seems a little weird. The the guy who designed it, uh, made by Julie Jonas Urbanus, a PhD uh, candidate at Royal College of Art in London. It's weird that an artist is the one designing this. Um, he's worked in a amusement park. Stated the goal was to take lives with elegance and euphoria. I don't think there's anything less elegant than your body <laughs> flapping around. <laughs> Do you know, like they take a photo of you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I no, mate, imagine you're la- the last thing people see is a photo of you reaching for the emergency <laughs> stop <laughs> and the fat dab on the diagram. Like, um, I and I would also think it's just a fun photo. Everyone else is passed out and is dead, and you're just sitting there like, <laughs> and get me off. I don't think there would be an emergency button because then everyone else who wanted to die would say, be like, say, the roller, <laughs> say the roller coaster broke, right? Say it broke your harness, broke, and you fell off and died. Could you see them? I was gonna say, yeah, like, <laughs> has it failed? Then? Yeah. But has it or has it not? Because see if you, either way you're dead. Yeah, but the goals, I mean, elegance and euphoria, that aside, which is, Mate, I don't think that's right. But spinning me into, like, throwing <laughs> yeah. me down a cliff and putting me through loop-de-loops until I die from severe stress on my organs and being crushed in the seat. If, if, if I, I think fall, free falling out of the chair into a, a metal friggin' lamppost is just as elegant. No, I think that, that would be manslaughter, I think. I think that that would, in in the court that would be classed as manslaughter because you've killed them, um, and and obviously the thing will be the fear that that inflicts on them because if if they yeah, well, if they get that first inversion there and the, it goes off course and flies into the air, as somebody's watched all the Final Destination films, <laughs> I've seen the roller coaster one. PhD, <laughs> I can tell you, it doesn't look fun. No, um, okay, well then think about it, right? So if you fall off the roller coaster, hit a lamppost and die, that's manslaughter, right? What happens if you're on the roller coaster and you don't die because of the stress in your organs? You just hit your head against the seat and die. Is that manslaughter? I don't know because that's not it, it hasn't malfunctioned. No, no, but say that there is clearly a mistake there. They haven't supported your neck well enough in order for you not to die the way you intended. Um, then yeah, I would say it's manslaughter. But then it would have to be like if you think about what you're saying, that'll have to be because the the idea of that roller coaster going through inversions, it'll be very hard for you to sit up far enough that when you hit your head back with so much force no but just say it happens though this is the thing if that's monster if the seat wasn't designed properly and they and they, and they die from like uh, a blunt impact then i would that probably would be at manslaughter it's it, it's a lot more clear-cut when it's the the, the roller coaster actually falling off the tracks because imagine like the difference between people like doctors and all and or whatever bringing the bodies out of that once you know it's went to the end compared to cleaning up the blood and let's be honest, the dismembered people land on the ground. You know, you're, you sent your granny off um, to the euthanasia <laughs> roller coaster. Um, she's going on for one final ride and she gets and she gets cut in half, you know, by like a loose wire. And I've seen that happen in Final Destination. But so <laughs> so I, <laughs> in so, respect uh, to literally, in respect to respect, um, yeah, no, hitting your head off lampposts. I, I don't know. I, oof, it's interesting. It does make to be fair. It's a design flaw then, because it, but that 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 is. It's a design flaw, but they can't. If the whole intention of a roller coaster is to kill you and it successfully kills you, in the time frame of like the same time frame you would have died anyway. I don't. I don't know if that's suitable. 
Maybe it the is. Ends, because because the ends don't justify the means. Say the euthanasia thing, yes. Fuck you. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's in a court of law, myth. Um, I, uh, like, say if in, in Switzerland they do the euthanasia with the needle or whatever, and you die a painful death, not a quiet one, you probably would be able, the family would be able to sue. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so die, maybe. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the thing that hits me is the fear that will go through someone before when, when they're, yes. like, going off. So apparently it's going to say in 20... <laughs> sorry. This person described it as the ultimate roller coaster that sends twenty four people out and they all come back dead. This man is is growing up. I reckon it's too much Amazon's popular culture. Um, a Norwegian rock group released the Euthanasia roller coaster single. Um, there's short stories about it and there's a uh, a short film about it. Um, that about someone that actually makes it. Um, interesting. Well, I mean, I don't think it's right. Well, Euthanasia is right, but uh, I okay. Well, generally, I'm against it. I'm against it. I, I don't agree with euthanasia, but if you were going to do it, um, and the part and the person was in the right state of mind and thought, you know, I can't see someone being, I, I, I can't see, because I mean, my mind was a depression. If you, th- if I'm thinking about someone who doesn't want to live anymore, um, if they, uh, want to be euthanized, I can't, I can't see them picking a roller coaster other than any way that it'll seem painless because they're actually going to feel like they're high when they go on that. I remember watching a wee, like a short documentary about it, and it was saying the sensation of experience and that will make you feel high, and then you pass out. I think that's a little crap, man. I think, I think if somebody fell off of a cliff mm-hmm. and tumbled six times before hitting the ground, yeah, they wouldn't tumbling. feel high. They'd feel yeah. like shit. I'm about to die here. Yeah, but no, they're gonna pass out because of the velocity they're traveling at. You're not gonna travel 220 miles per hour. I know that. I because you reach terminal yeah, exactly. Um, and by the time because you're making such smaller spins, you're gonna. I mean, no one knows what it'll feel like, uh, but uh, I mean, generally, I would be against uh, euthanasia. I think you could make it. I could. I think you. Uh, Look, the thing is, I'm against euthanasia, but see if they bring euthanasia in, and I have no choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the roller coaster. Then it's all the same. Yeah, thing. it's all the same. Thing. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Either way, I'm not working on it. A bit of a. Uh, all right, man. You you make the LEDs for the side of it. <laughs> Can we pop up and away? <laughs> Get me a three page. It's not drawn. They see me rolling. Um, <laughs> So the last one we're going to do is we, uh, a bit of a lead on to next week's episode. Well, we will we'll touch on the Wuhan lab conspiracy. Don't all day. We'll not discuss it. We'll just we'll we'll give you the basics. The Wuhan lab conspiracy. I actually don't call it a conspiracy. And as that, I'm just looking at this article. It says theory. That's a better mm-hmm. way of saying it. It is a very valid theory that the coronavirus, the COVID nineteen, came from a Wuhan lab. Right. So. Before everyone turns off and goes, Jesus, here we go, right? A lot of people will actually think I listen to Drew and they'll know fine well what I'm talking about. It wasn't, I didn't think it was intentionally leaked in the lab, right? I think it was a bioweapon. Yes. Chinese people have died. Yes. So there was like a number of, of, um, a couple or a few um, miners in a a lab, or in a lab, miners in a mine in Wuhan who came out of a mine. The mine was covered in basically rat feces, rat feces were in the feces they have actually found coronavirus right not yeah. not the coronavirus but I, coronaviruses I think, yeah coronaviruses because yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. it's present in the rats yeah. or in, in the bats so it's in their bat feces there's actually on that there's been no bats found since the outbreak of coronavirus in the wild that have COVID, that have COVID so so actually that's a great point um, so they these miners come out of this uh, come out of the mine and they're not well they feel sick they're throwing up and then they, they're, they're showing all the symptoms of COVID-19 they go into a hospital where they're isolated they do tests on them they all die 
I think they all die or one of them lives, but I'm pretty sure they all die. And they take that COVID, that coronavirus and they are not, it then is brought into the Wuhan lab where they, for for not for four or five years, they experimented on it. They've been, they've been experiencing coronaviruses in that lab for decades. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, they literally experiment yeah. on them. They create, yeah. they create them to experiment yeah. on them, right? And that is highly, highly contentious. People, America yeah. doesn't do that anymore. I think they used to, but they're, they're against it. So the only, really, the only place in the world where you're allowed to actually experiment and create viruses is in China because they're, they're, oh, interesting. Yeah. They're dodgy, they're dodgy laws. So the thing is, as well, Actually, keep going, keep going. Yeah. So, basically, they were doing the, the experimenting on, on these coronaviruses, and what they found is there is a coronavirus lab in Wuhan where the coronavirus started, okay? They find that very dubious, and they're blaming it on the wet market. It's about five kilometers away from the market, the, the lab they're talking about, by the way. Yeah, so it's very it's within closed quarters. It's, it would be very easy to go, shit, blame that. They're pr- just a couple of years prior... To, or maybe it was the year prior to the coronavirus outbreak, they found that the lab was not safe for use. The WHO ever did a did an inspection and said it's not safe and that they're the, the, the they're not competent. They basically could very easily leak a virus. So the the idea is that it, it COVID nineteen could very well have accidentally been leaked, and three of the people who worked in the lab all got coronavirus in like the first number of days of the virus outbreak, mm-hmm. like they had it. So they think they very easily could have been contaminated with coronavirus and then mm-hmm. leaked it. And China, obviously, is not going to blame themselves. They're going to blame mm-hmm. a wet market. So that's we will get into this next week, but that's the theory. And it, I'm not saying that is what happened. I have a funny feeling that is what happened. But obviously, a lot of people are, like repeat that and say that's not true, but we'll see. That's We're going to do a wee bit of that next week and yeah. some, some conspiracy theories. I might, I'm even I'm thinking I might touch on JFK as well. Part of the problem with this as well for Americans, because eh, it's been in, I don't really watch American news or any news after studying A-level politics because it does my head in now, but um, <clears throat> America like directly fund that, that institute, so it's not in their interests that, that this is, if, it's not in their interest that this theory turns out to be true, yeah. which is why they're not really too eager to, um, if it is true, uh, actually go and investigate it even though there is calls for an investigation yes. and even then like the WHO which does the investigation mm-hmm. is run by China like there's so much Chinese scientists in the WHO mm-hmm. and China funds it so it's like when they're saying this is an independent investigation that's a load of crap because it's not it's China investigating China and like the guy who leads the WHO right, he's a Canadian guy okay mm-hmm. and he was talking about Taiwan a couple of months ago and he wasn't talking about it uh, like a reporter, I think it was CNN or like Fox or something. I don't know, was it, an, it might have been like an Asian news agency, it might have been Chinese. Mm-hmm. And they asked him about, the, well, it definitely wasn't Chinese then, it was like Korean or something. They asked mm-hmm. him about Taiwan. Yeah. And his reply to that was, right, so actually the background of this is China denies the existence of Taiwan. They just say it's theirs, they just say it's China. Yeah. Right? And that's mental because Taiwan is an independent state. <laughs> Everyone knows Taiwan yeah. is a country, mm-hmm. but China deny it. So this Canadian guy who's the head of the WHO was asked mm-hmm. about the coronavirus cases in Taiwan and his reply was, yes, well, we've heard about the coronavirus cases in China, so we already know about all that. And the guard was like, yeah, what about Taiwan? He was like, yeah, and we know about China. And, and then she was like... Mm. No, Taiwan. Like, yeah. I want to know about Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And he, he literally, you see him go, he moves his finger and, oh, he turns off his feedback. Mm-hmm. He tur- literally turns off his yeah. computer. And then she phones him back on the news mm-hmm. about, a, about like, a, like five minutes later and eventually get him back. And she starts saying about Taiwan. And then I think he pretends he can't hear and turns it off again. 
because it, that is the WHO is so up to their necks in China. It's ridiculous that they're denying the existence of Taiwan. Yeah, it's a World Health Organization. It's not China. Yeah. Mantle. Mantle. The thing is, well, like it, it's not looking good for them either because the a lot of maybe like three, four, five years ago, like Americans and maybe the West in particular, the the the, the country that would have been on the like fearless would have been North Korea, um, and still is to some i would say some uh, degree but after trump weirdly like made decent relations with them yes um that seems to kind of died off a wee bit okay. and the, with uh what do you call him north korea yeah north korea uh kim jong-un yeah. uh, even though he like he slags him openly yeah. um but the thing and then obviously north korea and south korea are actually kind of becoming chums as well which is decent to see, but, I, um, I, I think that of deteriorated a little bit. Oh, really? But, um, um, that it comes and goes. Uh, yeah. That video of of the prime minister or the the president, or I think it's the prime minister of South Korea, shaking the hands of Kim Jong Un and then going into the south and then going into the north. The two of them stepped over the, the line to basically yeah. say, "I thought that was amazing." But um, yeah, I don't know how that's doing at the moment. The thing as well with um, Chinese tech companies like Huawei, um, Huawei in particular is, is the problem uh, for America because. Huawei are no longer allowed to use uh, 5G masts in the UK. Um, Huawei, Ericsson, and I forget the other one. Ericsson, like people like Sony Ericsson, uh, they they make they're the main people. They're the main companies who make cell towers. Like uh, even though if they're owned by Vodafone or whatever, they make them. Um, and Huawei are responsible for all of the 5G towers. Um, and I'm not someone who believes at all in 5G conspiracy because. The same thing happened when 4G came out in Wi-Fi, so it's, I think it's bullshit. Um, but the the deterioration in Chinese uh, and American relations is also bad with Huawei because um, there's a lot of things about spying um, and fear with that with uh, Huawei's OS. If you think about yeah. Huawei, mate, it was a independent mm. company, right? Yeah. That has been sent into yeah. the United Kingdom yeah. and America has sold their devices yeah. and then has been controlled by a government state to listen in and make and use the data on a Huawei phone in these countries. That is like mm-hmm. sci-fi James Bond crap. Yeah. I listen to Joe Rogan podcast and, on that. And, it's mental. And it's crazy their outreach because four or five, five years ago, I'd say no one would really uh, heard, of, heard, of, heard of Huawei. Like... Um, Properly, and then oh no. then now now you have. I have a Huawei right there. Like they're yeah. listening to me right now. <laughs> um, my my mum said to me, you know, because she has a Huawei, and she was like, I don't care. There's nothing to learn from me. You know, I I'm not a spy, and it's like, no, you're not thinking about it the right way. They sell your information. Yes, yeah. and China isn't fighting with isn't fighting that way anymore. It's not the way it is. It's mm-hmm. it's fighting about data. It's fighting about seals yeah. and the economy, and it, it's they're utilizing your purchases. So my mum is saying, like, you know, it doesn't matter. It's like. Actually, if you look at half the advertisements you probably get now, they're probably a lot of them yeah. are selling from China. Now, in first Huawei is n- like nowhere near the instigator of this. Google is a, a fair bit more scary when it comes to that kind of Absolutely. stuff. Especially because we, we're a lot more used to it. Most people, uh, I don't mean to generalise, but I'd say a lot of people in the UK don't know how to say Huawei, and yeah. like it, it, that's absolutely fair because Huawei, yeah, exactly, Huawei, um, Huawei, um, <laughs> and uh, that's actually quite close, but. Yep. Uh, Google is particularly scary. Um, when I, I I'm trying to remember. And in fact, I know this. I don't even want to speak about it. We'll we'll actually just save some of the stuff for next week because the stuff about Google, um, is Google are quite scary when it comes to the way like personalized ads and then obviously Facebook. Absolutely. Facebook. Um, 
are is is so political despite trying not to be when it comes to striking people down um and this is not to say that i agree with anything any of these people any people say but it's uh at the start um when people started talking about the lab leak theory um on facebook uh facebook would uh, come in and take it down um and say like kind of like a fact check thing so no longer can you say what you want on facebook despite the thing it says is what's on your mind yep. um so it's what's on your mind as long as we agree with it so it's actually we're really really common to be like uh is it 1984 um yeah george orwell yep um which uh funny i haven't even read but i just know a lot about it so i need yep. to worry that but for next week, uh, we'll do a whole we'll podcast in this. Um, I'm gonna. I'll, I'm definitely gonna do a wee bit of JFK and Wuhan. Uh, I want to talk actually just quickly at the end of this. I don't want to write spooky about this. I was watching this video on. So when you go through like a wee rabbit hole, it was on. It was on Facebook videos. You go through a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> All right, else. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this video and it was about this woman. Uh, I forget her name. She's Spanish. Um, she's from Barcelona, and she claimed that she was like in the buildings in nine eleven. Um, she was above where the I think it's the top eighteen floors where the uh or no sorry she was a, she was one of 18, 17 or eighteen people who survived who were when the plane crashed in terms of they're sorry. 17 or 18 people survived that were above the where the plane impacted in, in the buildings really um yeah um like, she it, like um and uh she claimed her fiance was in the other building and was killed and that her uh, assistant was uh trigger warning decapitated in front of her Ooh. um and it turned out she was lying she was never there she was in oh, spain wow. in, in school um, and she became, yeah, listen to this, she became the president of, like, the survivors um, organization of 9-11. <gasps> and, like, when uh, Ground Zero, like, the, the thing we have there, the memorial, was opened, she led the people around it. It was the first time. Oh, my God. And she was never there. Oh, my God. That's, so, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's <laughs> sociopathic. And it's not, that's not, like, a theory. She, like... Every news That's source will tell you she was not there. Why could she even go with that lie? <laughs> no, this is the thing, mate, because it's kind of weird because she gave a lot of her own money to loads of the survivors. So it's like, but no, then it yeah, became nah. it became clear that what she was looking for was fame from yeah, it yeah, because yeah, she yeah, she wouldn't stop talking about her stories and all yeah. from it. But anyway, um, it's we're coming up to fifty minutes. It's been a good wee week back, and we're gonna tackle some good conspiracies next Absolutely. week. Absolutely, <laughs> probably be a long one next week because I would like yes. to talk about um. Like like nine nine eleven, and uh, the Tom Hanks conspiracy. Um, so that'll be interesting. But yes, anything the Uh I'm on holiday next week, so we'll have to do it already. That's grand, and uh, I'll be on holiday if England lose tonight. Um, yeah. I'm just joking. I want them to win and then lose in the final. <laughs> um, but yes, no. Thanks very much, folks. Um, yeah, that'll do, mate. Grand. Good luck. Sweet. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye.